go. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening to the LCR Media Podcast, where we get to know the pros. I'm your host, LCR, also known as Naylor Taliaferro, and I'm here in the studio with Brian Fullerton of Fullerton Unfiltered. Hi. Right here in the, in the home studio. This is, this is awesome. <laughs> Welcome to my, uh, my castle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this, this, this is a nice setup for sure, and um, uh, I appreciate being able to come here and take some some of your time and and get you on the podcast and we, we shot a, a a snow setup video um so go ahead and on my channel lcr on youtube go ahead and check that out so you can kind of see more of a visual of what, what we're going to be talking about a little bit on this podcast um but today just you know you haven't been on the show yet yeah so i wanted to kind of dive in thanks for a having little me bit on. more yeah by the way i was joking about our castle or my garage <laughs> we've <laughs> yeah. got two space heaters on that you guys can't see or hear yeah <laughs> it's it, like 20 degrees in here <laughs> <laughs> it's not that bad because you had it cranking, man. I was like burning up. Yeah. You know? You're like, is it, is it good? You too, is it too hot? I'm like, oh. We, we have two modes, 10 degrees or 100 degrees. There, <laughs> there's no regula- regulation in the uh, in the temperature. So, But this is what we're doing. We're trying to make stuff happen and uh, that's it, what we got. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> and, I, I, and honestly, like I said, I, I think it's a great setup for sure. And um, I mean- it, it works. It works. It looks awesome. And it, that's that's all that really matters, in my opinion. It's all that matters, man. We deliver. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to start off by saying, you know, congratulations. I heard you are a father-to-be. Yeah, we're expecting. Well, uh, Liz is expecting. Right. I'm, uh, well, yeah, it, my, that's, my the that too. <laughs> that's the common That's the common thing. We are expecting. We are expecting. You know? yeah. Well, you got to teach me the ropes. Yeah. Because my first time, obviously. It's, yeah, it's been a little while, though. I feel like, you know, the almonds are a little closer. On True. That. You know, I've, my the, kids are way Al- grown up. Got the Albertsons, you know? Exactly. Right. Yeah, they're really, they're like newlywed babies and they got twins. So they got, got bless <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. We are super excited about that. Uh, ba- uh, babies due in July and in the next week or two, hopefully we can figure out the gender. So that's exciting. That'd be cool. We got to go one of those like little boutique extra credit, you know, um, ultrasound places. Yeah. I'm learning the lingo here, you know, <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm getting domesticated as we talk, you right. know, as we go through this, but uh, we'll see if it's a little baby boy uh, or a little girl or whatever. But what's the thing that everybody always says? Like just, healthy we just want to be healthy yeah we just want to we're just not healthy, healthy. but yeah. secretly everyone is like oh i hope it's a boy or hope it's a girl or i don't really care I'm, I'm hoping for a boy i think liz is hoping for a girl um either which way i know we're screwed they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna have us wrapped around their finger in two minutes you know so <laughs> so you, you didn't ever think of doing that whole like gender release thing like that secret gender re- reveal not really oh, gender reveal. Um, you know? yeah we're, we're, we want to find out the gender and then we'll probably do a gender reveal part for everyone else yeah that's um, that's, that's a cool idea I, I think that's still a little while's out I think it's at like 20 weeks. I think Liz is like 13 or 14 weeks long. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, you know, uh, you know, to be honest with you, I wouldn't it is 2021 and we don't want to be picking the baby's gender or giving it its pronouns. I want to let, <laughs> let, you know, leave some right. space for that. You know, a hundred percent. We're very, very concerned in making sure that our baby has yeah. the, the full, you know, opportunity to pick those for itself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and so, so we, and so we digress here on the LCR media podcast, but I'm, I'm definitely excited for, for both of you, for sure. And I, I know that's something that Thanks. you've talked about a lot, you know, yeah. social media and how, you know, you're, you've been kind of laying the groundwork mm. and, you know, like paving a path for your future, you know, uh, financially, you know, getting out of debt, you know, building that income, getting the, the, the savings and, and just 
building your business is, you know, one, then two, and, and look, you know, looking forward for a house property mm-hmm. and ultimately a family. Yeah. So that's, yeah. that's really awesome. Um, and, and, and inspirational for anyone that isn't already like in that, yeah. like, like myself, like I, I, you know, I have a family, but right. it's still inspirational sure. seeing the guys on the come up, you know, a- absolutely. At whatever level it is. I'm, you know? I'm trying to catch up to you. So <laughs> <laughs> on my dream board, I have a photo of you <laughs> with two uh, thumbs up, you know, yeah. two thumbs <laughs> I'm hanging up. out of a Cessna airplane. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We'll force Gump it to the finish line together, you know? So Yeah, nice. But thanks for having me on the show. This is exciting. You're, uh, I don't know if they listened to the uh, the intro that I got to listen to because it was like this rock and roll riff. Yeah. Get yeah, you all yeah. charged up. Yeah, that's 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 it. Good old Mr. Producer puts that <laughs> in, uh, you know, in, in post-production. But I asked him if I could have the MP3 pile, file so I can put it on the board. And he was like, yeah, but please don't record that because yeah. that's going to mess me all up. Oh, sure. And I'll be like, no, 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 it's fine. I, I promise I will not press record for that. Sure. <laughs> I'll make sure I just play that. Just kind of get everyone pumped up, like, you know, live so that we all feel like we're a part of the podcast. I've just come yeah. in cold. I feel like you're but, part of the family with Mr. Producer now. You know? I feel, I feel like, like you guys too. are kindred spirit. Um, <laughs> best producer in the biz. Yeah. Was that you and Paul? <laughs> yeah. That, 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 that was Paul that kept saying that. So you were calling you, you him out. This, yeah. I was just calling him out and joking. <laughs> you know, he was joking on you about sip of water and then he's saying best producer in the I, biz. And I haven't said anything. I just kind of make it up as I go. So I think, I think he used the same uh, transition like three times, three or same four times. Yeah. I'm and, like, um, <laughs> I think you're like, that's all you got. Shot, yeah. Shot. You're giving Brian all hard time and you're over here and he's like, oh, he didn't even realize. Yeah. It. You don't realize. You just get in the middle of it all and you just start talking. You don't realize. Hey, my, my defense is I'm a lawn care guy. Paul's Paul's a DJ. You know? <laughs> right. So if anybody's got, uh, you know, the skill to, to spin the ones and twos besides Mr. Producer, right. it'd be Paul. Right. So he's held to a different level. <laughs> you and I were just, like I said, we're, we're making it up as we go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. We're learning from Paul. So uh, thanks, Paul, for everything. <laughs> <laughs> if we do great, it's on Paul. If we do bad, yeah. definitely on Paul. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So I wanted to focus, um, uh, this episode, I really wanted to focus on snow, snow removal, snow care, snow maintenance services. I know that's big here in Michigan in general. And, and you, you, uh, one told me that you have been doing this kind of on a smaller scale forever, almost like yeah. the beginning of your lawn and landscape career, what, 15 years or so, yeah. you know, from a, a shovel and snowblower standpoint. So you've obviously moved on beyond that recently and, you know, you have, a. Whether recently, I mean like a year or two or whatever. How long ago was it? Uh, I guess when started, you got a plow, I mean? Yeah, uh, four years for our plow, but I've been uh, doing it since like 2007, 2006, 2008 ish. Right. So it's been a good 10, 15 years at least. Yeah. So I wanted to dive into that for this episode. But before we get into that, I kind of wanted to touch base on a couple more things, just make it a little bit fun and kind of get to know you a little bit more for those that are living under a rock and have no idea who <laughs> Brian's Law Maintenance is. But, you know, there's plenty of podcasts and, and plenty of videos. Go to LCR uh, on, long, on uh, YouTube and check out all that good stuff there. There's a, uh, a playlist that for a GIE playlist. I did a video with, with Brian on there, um, as well as he's just all over the internet. You know, you just Google Brian Fullerton and you just, he just comes up, you know, good or, or the bad. You yeah, know exactly. All the above, you know, he's got his own podcast, Fullerton unfiltered. Thanks. He's got a great training program. Go ahead. Plug that. Uh, Entrepreneur Academy, um, is, uh, that's been my pet project for the last two, uh, two, three years. Well, two years actually. Um, uh, yeah, I'm really excited about that. Cause it, it that's a, a training course to, uh, courses to help folks get started with their own business that I wish I had a resource like that 
10, 15 years ago. Right. So um, YouTube's a lot of like fun and it's, it's educational and there's some good quality content out there, but that's more for like the meat for somebody who's trying to learn the business. Right. So, but, uh, and that spiraled into its own live event, which I, you've been to. Yeah. You were there last Yeah, yeah. Well. I was just there. Yeah. That, that was an awesome, it was my first time going, but yeah. the second year you did it. Yes. And it's obviously got bigger and better, right? It's a barn burner, you know, there's almost 300 people there this year and um, yeah, it's uh, it's fun. People, people uh, enjoy community, especially in our industry. For sure. And I, I thank you. I thanked you then and I'll thank you now again on the air for everything that you have done, including that and that you're going to, I look forward to everything you're going to continue to do for the community and just really, because I'll be honest, there's some, there's a few folks in this community that have that have a reach and in my opinion, don't really, and again, that's just my opinion, right? Who am I, right? I'm just a rookie for life. But, you know, in my opinion, they don't utilize that reach to their full potential as far as from a community standpoint. And that might not be their thing. Maybe they just don't want, they just want to have a, you know, a a huge YouTube channel or whatever. They just love making videos and posting stuff on social media and just sharing things. And maybe they're just not really about that. They're too shy or whatever the deal is. I, I totally get it. Sure. But, you know, at the same time, you have a huge following, a huge reach, and you're just doing everything you can to kind of keep bringing everyone into it and be a part of it so that you can you know, raise all ships, right? Like yeah. you say, you know, rising tide raises hey, all ships. We, we don't own any of it, brother. So we're just uh, <laughs> just trying to be good stewards and to whom much have given, much can be taken away. So I... Uh, I'm more out of fear. Just kidding. But, uh, <laughs> but it's, sincerely, we, uh, we enjoy trying to help people and pay it forward. And, uh, we have no ulterior motive. We're just having fun here. And so, uh, and, and the community shows up and appreciates it and, um, it reciprocates, you know, and like you, you know, when you put these podcasts out, when people listen and provide feedback, you know, Hey, um, that episode helped me or I did this different in my business. And, you know, whether it saved them some time or made them some more money, um, or they're just happier. You know, um, doesn't always have to be business, you know, but, um, it's fun. It's fun hearing that, that, that you're changing people's lives for the better and trying to make an impact. And again, we're just regular, normal people, just like a lot of you guys listening in. So it's fun to, you know, we're all in it together as I always say. So a hundred percent. So I wanted to dive in a little bit before we get too into business business. Like what, what are some part-time jobs that you've had before lawn care? Because I I feel like (laughs) I've heard a couple, you told me circuit city that I didn't even know about on the last podcast. And, and I, Everyone kind of has heard the story off and on about True Green. Yeah, uh, that you've worked for. So what? What else? True Green, Circuit City. Uh, True Green, Circuit City, Little Caesars are the big ones that I can remember at least at this point. Um, I'm trying to think about any other jobs I might have uh, rock and rolled with uh, along the way, but I, I did have a uh, job at a uh, medical supply company um, at uh, it was this warehouse job, and I did that um, up until maybe the year I got my plow, I think. Um, so it was just fresh. It was four years ago. Wow. Yeah. So, cause I, I never had that year round income. Yeah. So I worked at this uh, medical supply company and dude, if you, have you ever worked at a warehouse job or anything like that? Yeah. I worked at Amazon, the Amazon fulfillment center. Okay. That was like craziness. Dude. So imagine that <laughs> ran by crazy people, bro. Like they were, it's a medical supply company. Like it was an assembly line of like diapers and, and all, all the stuff like that was their biggest account was, uh, was shipping diapers and so it, the place like smelled like amazing because it smelled like you know freshly powdered diapers it was actually like this weird <laughs> dude is the weirdest thing but we'd be walking up and down racing with high lows doing all the stuff you're not supposed to do um and it was a it was an okay job but it was definitely pay the bill money right you know we were making like 
$12 an hour, um, 40 hours a week. I'd be in there at five, six in the morning, work until two or three o'clock. Um, and it just literally helped bridge the gap, uh, income wise during the winter. Like we would do snow removal with snow blowers. Um, and, and we'd make a couple of bucks, but I wasn't like really socking it away. Right. It wasn't like I was making five, 10, 15 grand a month. Um, so for me, it was just a way to take that snow money that I was making supplement, you know, a couple grand a month. And for us, like when I was a single guy, that was helpful. And then when I, um, got, you know, met Liz and got engaged and got married, it just helped bridge the gap. Um, but I just knew it was bandaid after bandaid after bandaid, you know, after the second year of doing that, I'm like, the environment was toxic. It was, it was, it was, you know, very silly, but it was necessary. You know, like I didn't have an ego. I was like going on 30 working at a warehouse and I'm like, yeah, this isn't going to work like long term. So I was like, Hey, I've always talked about snow plowing. We had the customers for it. Um, I just needed a little bit of guidance. And so, um, uh, a friend of ours that that we both know, Mike Bedell, him and I bumped into each other, just whole story for a whole nother time. Um, but that's, uh, getting the plow allowed me to like really bridge the gap, having that full time, full year round income, Yeah, you know, and especially capitalizing on that in Michigan. But uh, yeah, dude, I, I, I've done it all. If, I mean, from hustling like uh, on the, on the corner with like my little hot dog stand as a kid. Oh, wow. I, I would make, instead of a lemonade stand as a hot dog stand. I, 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 well, I went from the lemonade stand, but I went to the hot dog stand after because um, I figured if uh, people wanted lemonade for, you know, a buck, I could sell them a hot dog for two or three. So I was nice. all about that upsell, you know? Yeah. So, <laughs> so eventually we got into the hot dogs. We had candy. Um, I, the, uh, the ice cream man would go around, you know, the ice cream guy would go around. And back in the day, this is so bad, by the way, but like, you know, those like candies that look like cigarettes, the little white, like yes. sugar sticks. Yes, I sure do. What the heck were they doing with those back in the day? Oh man. Smoking them. Smo- the kids I, loved smoking so we, them. <laughs> we would like go around pretending we were smoking. We were so stupid. Oh man. But you know what I would do is I, I the, the guy would sell the, uh, a box for like $2, right? And yeah. I go, well, how much is the carton? that had like 20 boxes, right? So ice cream man would come around and I'd buy them at wholesale for the the whole carton. And then I'd go around for the rest of the week because the ice cream man, candy man guy only comes around once a week, right? Yeah. So I'd be like, yo, if you want your fix, Floyd's got your carton of smokes. (laughs) So so I'm hustling like I'm like, I'm I'm hooking the whole neighborhood, all the kids. Wow. Everybody's 10, 12, 14, all the boys and girls. Wow. And I'm selling boxes of cartons of like Marlboro Light sugar sticks. Oh my God. Dude, I've done it all. I've hustled the caramel apple pops. I've hustled t-shirts. I've hustled Magic the Gathering cards, Pokemon cards, and I, I, I've done it all. Like, and so it's funny. Like, if you're an entrepreneur, like, it doesn't matter the product. Like, it's customer service. It's it's you know supply and demand. It's inventory yeah. control. It's all this stuff. So it's um. <laughs> dude the stories are ridiculous and then and then circuit city was a joke that was I, I i got in there it was like the most cush job because um short story long it was back when like sirius and xm were like rivals mm-hmm. and it was like all satellite radio and it was like the thing to have if you're like a 40 year old middle-aged guy in your cadillac cts you know it's like i gotta get sirius xm and listen to howard stern so people would come in they go hey i need you know satellite radio i'm like here's two options they're both the freaking same thing <laughs> it's 200 dollars for the kit and they'd be like okay, sure. So Circuit City like measured your sales and your performance to like give you your hours and to keep you around. So I'm working in car audio. And so I'm just like batting a thousand. I'm the new guy. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, this is what you need. Cause we'd have 10, 20 people a day asking for satellite radio. Right. So they're like, after my first week to like Fullerton's like a top performer in the whole store. All you other losers that have been here for two to five years need to get up like Fullerton's <laughs> doing and sell this car audio stuff or, you know, sell uh, washers or dryers. 
and basically I had no idea what I'm doing. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's uh yeah. Howard Stern's on it. That's all I had to say. And that's <laughs> oh, what they're coming man. for, you know? And so, I, I mean, if you could sell like, you know, <laughs> these, these candy cigarettes and, you know, you obviously had that salesman hustle going from day one. Yeah. So you're just selling all kinds I, of I stuff. I mean, we would like manipulate <laughs> that the price. That was nothing for you. It was not, we wouldn't manipulate the price or like, oh, well, you know, uh, I saw a coupon at uh, ABC for 20 bucks off. I'm like, no problem, dude. I'll adjust that retail price. So that's like how Circuit City went out of business. Like, they, <laughs> because of Brian. <laughs> well, they never focused on their net profit, which is a great lesson for, you know, a podcast. Yeah. They never focused on their profit. They only focused on their gross revenue. Yeah. So they would do like... They thought sales, 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 sales would fix everything. They they would do a billion in sales and like, we you know, the old store, like lose a billion and 50,000, right? And yeah. uh, so, but I, I grew up in that culture where I realized, and I, it was the lesson that I learned along the way. I'm like, you can't just keep making sales, dude. You have to be profitable. Now, car audio was pretty profitable, but the rest of the store ran that way. Like big screen TVs and laptops, you know, all that mess back in the day. Right. Um, they didn't make any money on any of that stuff. But <laughs> oh, it was the weirdest job, dude. Like I was, I was 16, 17, 18 working at Circuit City and I had all the cool car stereo because it was Fast and the Furious. Remember those movies? Yeah. So I had like the in-dash TV. I had this, the, the kicker subs, all the, all the amps, the speakers. <laughs> I had four or five grand in my trashy Hyundai Elantra. <laughs> it was like two-tone white and, right, white and rust, uh, you know? <laughs> all the like uh, sound system costs more than the, than your car. <laughs> 100%. I had the underbody neon green oh, glowing man. lights on a Hyundai. If you guys don't know what a Hyundai Elantra is, look at your phone, hit pause and like Google that really quick <laughs> and, and look at Hyundai Elantra white GLS. That was my car. And I put neon green lights underneath it. You were the man. I was so cool at trailer trash. It's not even funny. <laughs> and I'd come home with like the subs kicking and listening to like ludicrous. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. We, we had it. We, we had a kid. We, uh, his name was TJ in high school and mm. like, like he, he, it was before the end of the last period because he like just never really went to school. So he sure. would just like skip last period just so he can go out in the parking lot and crank his sound system up. He had no back seats because he put <laughs> speakers in them, like speakers the size of his seats and then went yeah. to the trunk. I had that. So you could hear the it box. from the, yeah, the opposite side of the school, <laughs> oh, the yeah. massive high school. You could just feel the vibrate. Oh, TJ's already yeah. out there. I, I had <laughs> be in class and you just hear it vibrating. I had two uh, kicker 12 uh, inch uh, MTX, like, you know, 1100 amps um uh, uh infinity like uh, inf- uh amplifier going it was like a thousand watt rms which is like the cool thing back then all my people that are like nodding along in like 2001 are listening right now like <laughs> oh yeah man you know yeah. but dude i had the in dash screen and we would watch all those stupid uh movies and um it was so <laughs> like like here like here's the culmination of how stupid that thought was which talk about like guidance or like mentorship i took my graduation money you know from high school mm-hmm. i don't know let's say i got a couple grand and i blew it all on my car stereo I didn't invest it into Apple or Tesla or, you know, whatever it was around back right. then or, you know, start a business. I was like, no, nah, dude, I need some subwoofers, <laughs> you know? So I would go to Little Caesars with my neon lights and I don't know what the heck was. It was such a weird four or five year window of my life. Did um, they have any like shows or like, you know, like just, I was just the like, show. I was you the were show. The show. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like where you just go driving down a certain street certain I, nights of the week or something where all the guys would get together and show off. I wish. <laughs> I, I, I mean, it's like cute uh, Tokyo drift music, you know? Know, right yeah, now because exactly. like that that was my life story <laughs> i and the only thing that was funnier than that was uh my friend brandon with envision landscaping he he followed suit being the next trashy uh you know fast and furious racer because he had this little honda and he got subs and like all of our friends we were like broke 
white trailer trash. So he was your friend back then? Yeah, like, yeah. So he's my neighbor. Oh, two homes down. Okay. So I've, I've known him since literally like one years old. Yeah. Wow. Like literally running around in the street buck naked. I'm like, <laughs> Kim, his mom, like, Kim, you got to go, go get your son. And so I got to go round him up. And now he's got like, you know, a couple hundred grand a year landscaping company. Yeah. So I've known him for forever. But um, yeah, that's just our culture though. Or our, our, our um, social economics, our demographics. Like yeah. we just grew up. Uh, we didn't have much. We, we didn't really come from wealth or great thought process. It's, um, you know, the last 10, 15 years have been honestly a struggle, like just to get to zero, I call it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where it only happened like three or four years ago. And so, like, we stopped that, all those cycles that people talk about, like, generationally, mentality, poverty, financial, I mean, all these different things. And um, so, anybody who, like, is like, man, it's tough out there. Yeah, I feel you. And it's like, man, you don't know my story or you don't, you know, you don't know what I got born into. Trust me, I had it just as much as you did, if not worse. And so did many, many people, my friend Brandon, my friend Keith Kelfas. Um, so it's like, it, it's really cool to, that's why we do these podcasts. It's the, the whole, um, you know, game of tag. Like if I can do it, you can do it. Right. You know? Well, and then I'll one up, I'll one up that by saying with all the traveling that I've been doing for social media, <clears throat> whether it be filming, get to know the pro on YouTube or live events and different things like that. Uh, you know, road tours with Paul, yeah. all the different things that I've been, um, fortunate enough to be a part of, there's one consistent thing that I was able to debunk for every single person that complains about, well, that won't work in my, in my town or, well, you don't have this in that town. Like that, that like mentality of like, you're the only one that Mm -hmm. like lives in like a not so, you know, a good place or, you know, place with hardship in one way or another or whatever. Like, oh, we don't have those fancy neighborhoods here. Like that's a lie that you're telling yourself because every single state that I've been in has a bad town, a good town. I mean, like profit, profit wise from a business standpoint, you know, but they all go hand in hand. I mean, it's like negative mindset, rundown, you know, atmosphere, buildings, people, attitudes, and you're not going to have a good business in that environment either. Right. But right down the road almost sometimes, you know, if you just venture out of your comfort zone 20 minutes away, even maybe 30 minutes away and build up a route or two in the cookie cutter HOA neighborhoods that you have and that you're in. And so do I. Yeah. But if we go down the street now too far, it's like, yeah, I'm not going in there. Let's let's right. veer back over here. Let's make a U-turn. Yep. Every single state and every town has a good section of bad. There's a hood everywhere. Yep. You know what I mean? So like, you just need to find the right place. Even if you have to drive, just build up that route so it makes it worth it. You right. drive out there 30 minutes, but you spend the day out there and you make that money. Mm-hmm. So it, you know that that's just I just kind hey, of I, I, I've, that. I, I've seen on the other end of the spectrum all all those millionaire you know homes, all those million dollar properties. I, I don't know if I can do work in there. I'm afraid. I'm nervous. I'm scared. They're intimidating. Um, fear of success, right? Mm-hmm. I, not too many people talk about that end of the spectrum, but a lot of people have a being um, afraid of being found out or be, uh, of being exposed or like inadequacy. And I see that just as much as the people that come from the, the wrong side of the tracks that are trying to make a, a name for themselves. But then the other people get stuck because they're comfortable. You know, yeah. and they're like, oh, I don't know if I could go, no, tackle those other subdivisions or, you know, it's like, oh, there's no work in my town. Okay. Well then move. Like who said you have to be geographically bound move. Right. Like you're an adult, you're 18. Well, I got kids. I got a wife. Maybe that's your reason to move now. Like, I mean, what are you going to do? Just make excuses. There's no work here. Yeah. I mean, you know, you can go to the customer. You don't have to have the customer come to you. I mean, you know, right now, Florida, Texas, Arizona, like, you know, all the warm weather states, right, stuff, right, they're, right. They're, they're growing population wise like crazy. Yeah. So why don't you go pack up and restart over there? I mean, 
you know, and like you said um, just a few minutes ago, it, it just comes down to your mentality and, and whether or not you're willing to make excuses or, or make it happen. Because either which way you're going to do something, right? And so right. it's like, just just choose to succeed. But I know easier said than done, but um, but it is wide open if you want if you want to build a better future. I agree. So I wanted to transition into uh, snow, your snow services, and kind of really dig into that a little bit right after we take a short break. Kanabi Outdoor Power and Terry's Small Engine are family-owned and operated and conveniently located in Midlothian, Virginia. They can provide you with the latest and best in outdoor power products to make your outdoor living more enjoyable. Combine this wide array of selections with their friendly and knowledgeable staff, and they're convinced Kanabi Outdoor Power and Terry's Small Engine will become your only stop for all of your outdoor power needs. Go to terrysmallenginerepair.com or click the link in the show notes for locations and more details. This week's five-star rating and review comes from Mississippi Paul, not to be confused with Green Industry Podcast Paul, but Mississippi Paul, and he titles this review, Can't Wait for More. Mississippi Paul writes, A loving hearing from Naylor. I'm excited to hear more of his stories each week as I'm working those lawns down in Mississippi. Well, thank you, Mississippi Paul. I appreciate you taking the time to leave this rating and review. And again, I'm going to read a new review every week and take this moment of gratitude So if you haven't already, please go ahead on Apple Podcasts and leave your review. It means a great deal. This is the LCR Media Podcast. Once again, here's your host, Naylor Taliaferro. All right, we're back here with Brian Fullerton in his garage home studio. Awesome setup. You put you put a lot of time into this. How long did it take you to put this together? What, um, a year ago, <clears throat> started the podcast. Yeah, it was actually about the same time last year. Um, I actually had Mark Thomas Builder. Um, he came over, helped me oh, out. Oh, nice. Yeah, he's a builder. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Go figure. I, <laughs> Who would have known? I, Who I, known? I, I called him. I said, "Hey, dude, uh, you know some stuff about building some, you know, whatever." And uh, I'm like, "I need the flux capacitor with the two four board and the particle this and the R34 that." He's like, "I'll just come over." Yeah. So he he uh, was doing something in Novi, um, where, right where I live, and there's a big mall, and they were doing something, and then he came over for uh, uh, an hour or two after, and he uh, gave me a bunch of ideas and suggestions, and we were going to actually build a whole like room, but um, it was a little uh, excessive probably for for this garage. Um, but yeah, this thing cost uh, about five or six grand. Took me, I don't know, probably 10, 20 hours to put together, and it's it's not like super glorified but it's it does the job um but it's like this great halfway point because when we build our our future home our dream home um hopefully we have like a dedicated studio and you know then we can really you know spread our wings but for right now i still rent this place and i gotta return it to somewhat (laughs) regular fashion (laughs) once we're done but uh, well that makes sense then why you put this this is a it's a great temporary looking setup though you you can like break it down and move it to your to your next place all these panels i can break down and uh and not only that if i don't want the panels i can take the plywood off and just put it against the wall and still keep all the soundboards and all the sheets nice. the, the lights all this mess but uh but you know that's the, the it's an interesting thought though too because what i just said there people just kind of gloss over oh five six grand and maybe that's a lot of money to you maybe it's not but but to me that's like out of pocket you know so like i fronted five to you know that's just the studio the mixer board as you know is another 1500 the mics the headsets all this other mess so we have like five to ten grand wrapped up in our podcast right. and podcast studio. And so we super appreciate you guys when you listen to the sponsors and support those companies and the affiliates or whatever, um, you know, all the codes, all, you know, all that stuff that does uh, trickle back. It does help right. fund the hobby. So if you guys 100%. ever want to reciprocate and, and appreciate the content, we we really appreciate you because 
I wasn't taken out of that my, out of my family's budget. Right. You know, I didn't just have five grand to, you know, uh, start a nonprofit. Right. I, I want to, but right now we're still very for profit. <laughs> right. 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 We still got another ten or twenty years of that, if you know what I'm saying. Right. So. Right. And unlike YouTube, that's a hundred percent free, other than your time. Sure. Podcasting is not a hundred percent free. I mean, no, hosted. You and... can't just record it on your phone and then mm-hmm. upload it and expect it to be worth anything. No. Like YouTube, you can record. Oh, dynamite video on these epic like iphone camera phone yeah all these things that you have like you can easily do that and upload everything for free you know you won't be monetized necessarily but you know podcasters there's a barrier of entry compared to you know i compare i we i I don't know if paul and i talked about this off camera but i kind of compare it to like mowing versus fertilizing you know so like youtube is kind of like mowing like anyone can do it Mm -hmm. you know obviously you can make it better and all that kind of stuff and you can really go big with it sure podcasting is like another level there's a barrier of entry there like fertilizing your license certifications all that kind of stuff sure podcasters more financial investment as well as time well there's a uh, potential for you know uh, more upside with youtube um potential with upside with the podcast but you're not going to see that right out of the gate right so you got to be committed to it you know and um and and i know a lot of folks uh, uh appreciate that and you know the best way to like show appreciation just hit like or leave a review you know i know yeah. somebody will probably plug that here on the show by the time we're done but uh <laughs> but it but it really does help and you know it's like as simple on the youtube videos as hitting the like uh, button you know that kind of stuff uh which which i'm preaching to the choir you guys listening to this you're hungry for it you're you appreciate it so yeah just make sure you hit subscribe subscribe or follow that's 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 the key to is that a thing on the podcast yeah it's the See, podcast paul didn't even subscribe and that- follow Paul didn't even tell me that was a thing until like I, a year later. Yeah, it's all, it's all good. I've done, a, I've done a lot of research. I told you, I'm trying to. He's got my knees out. To the next level. No, he's just. No, he probably just didn't. Well, no, honestly, there there's kind of like some new data out there that there is no data for uh, ratings and reviews doing anything for your podcast sure. other than it you know, looking great. Like, sure. Oh, look at all these people that love this Vanity. podcast. Right. Well, well that, but more like, you know, if, if you do have a sponsor or anything like that, that you're approaching like, Hey, look at, you know, this is a highly rated show. Like people sure. really love this show, but it does not help your podcast get found. There's nothing, no, nothing oh, in no. the algorithms and nothing like that. No. What does is subscribe or follow, right? Every, everything sure. has its own term. You sure. Know, like it's either subscribe or follow. So subscribe whether, makes sense. whether it's Spotify or it's Apple, that it's, it's I don't follow for Spotify, subscribe for Apple. But if you do that, that's what bumps that. That's what bumps you in the algorithm. That's what gets you found. Is there a uh, an algorithm to like promote your podcast? Because why would there be? Like yeah, I don't, I don't no, think that there there exists. Is, there Not is. like YouTube. No, YouTube no. already knows the next ten videos you're going to watch. Yeah, podcasting has been around forever. It seems like, yeah. but. At the same time, it's in its, it's in, it, in it's in its infancy in so many ways. Sure, sure. So, but but anyway, we 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 go off on little tangents here. Let's let's reel this back in. I mean, we can we can should have got know, our sip of water there. Yeah, yeah. We we, we can <laughs> kick out on this kind of stuff all, all we want, but uh, I wanted to really dive <clears throat> back into your your snow story. And what I wanted to start off by asking was one of your jobs that you just recently had, like four years ago, you're talking about the warehouse. Uh-huh. Did that kind of help catapult you into like, I need to find a way to make, to, to go bigger and better in snow to make this more full time so that I don't have to work in this crazy job. Yeah. That's barely making, you know, means a hundred percent. I mean, there's a couple angles to it. I mean, one, I wanted to get a new truck and I couldn't afford the truck unless I had year round income right. because making truck payments in the summer is easy. Right. In my opinion, right. uh, making them for the other four or five months, at least in Michigan. Yeah. It's not like maybe in, you know, say Virginia where you're at or South where you can maybe do cleanups till December. Right. You can maybe do pruning and cut back. Yeah. We've got like two months. That's a little bit slow. And that's, yeah. It, you know. In Michigan, it could be five months. Yeah. We could get snow first part of November and snow through April. 
you know, they're not doing snow, then you're not making any money for five months. So it's not like a six or seven month or four month thing. It's, it can be four or five months or or I was gonna say, you know, two month thing. Um, so for me, it was, I wanted a new truck. I wanted some more, um, year round income and, you know, Liz and I wanted to start, you know, saving some money for a down payment on a home, get out of debt, you know, a couple, just like the regular stuff that everybody else is trying to do. Um, and so for me, I realized like that would be like the next logical step. Um, I also absolutely hated working at part-time jobs. I hated working at the warehouse. I was 30 getting, you know, yelled at by other grown guys and, and I didn't need to be there. So when they yell at me, what do you do? You yell back. You know, it's a warehouse. Like, right. like, like that's the mentality there. Right. It's just like a bunch of like convicts and felons. <laughs> that's, what, <laughs> that's what my warehouse experience felt like, you know? Right. And um, so I'm like, what am I doing with these people here? Like I wasn't better than them, but the mentality there was definitely permeating. You know, I get home, frickety frack, you know, click clack. And, and, and Liz is like, you never talked like this before. And I'm like, I don't talk like this. And, but I would be at the warehouse. Yeah. Rubs off on just you. osmosis. Right. And I'm like trying to, you know, be successful, take care of my family. And so this yo-yo effect, right. This, right. this dissonance we always talk about, like who you hang out with people like, Oh, like I'll change them. They won't change me. <laughs> Good luck that's with that. How it goes? Yeah. That, that's all. Like my my spiritual friends, even like I'm going to go to that party and I'm going to witness and I'm going to save people. I'm going to you know not drink at all. I'm yeah. Like, and you're the first to go. You know, right. and and maybe you're stronger and tougher than that, and um, you're you're that person. But for me, I'd go to this warehouse. I'd get beat down mentally, <clears throat> beat down physically, of course, and uh, and it wasn't making any money. I'm like, what am I doing? Like, I have my own business. I'm just not thinking. And that's really what it came down to. I'm not thinking, I'm not engaging my brain to figure out how to solve my own problems. And really, if I wanted to take care of my wife and give her this like first class lifestyle that I promised her just a, you know, 12, 18 months before, then I need to get on the shtick. I need to grow up. I need to figure this out. Like I had to put some brain power and it was tough. I'm like, I was scared. I was afraid. It's just a plow truck. Like looking at it right now, it would like be like you and me buying a push mower. Yeah. Like we could do that we could pay cash for it and we would know how to make that thing work. But do you know how to operator make a crane work for you right now? No. <laughs> right. I don't know how to make a crane make me money. Right. But somebody owns a crane, they can figure out how to make a skin steer make money. So that that was like this. You could add $50,000 and a bunch of zeros to it and it just freaked me out. I'm like a $50,000 truck? Like my, my truck was 10 grand. My mower was 10, 12 grand, right? Mm-hmm. So I was very, very afraid, very, very nervous. Um, and my friend Mike short story long again, he held my hand through that whole process and we got our first property. Then we got two properties, you know, and for but, snow, for snow, yeah. uh, for commercial snow. Right. Uh, but we were always doing residential snow. And I said, it's kind of like my story, how I got into lawn care. I did it as a kid. I figured I could do it as an adult. And with snow removal, I was doing it with snow blowers. We were making some money. I figured I could do it with a plow truck, which is 10 times easier. <laughs> so to me, it was just a no brainer to evolve the business and, and just to get out of my own way. Gotcha. So what, um, was, has there been an evolution of equipment since you, I mean, obviously when you started 15 plus years ago, oh, sure. a big difference, but. Oh my gosh, dude, we, we literally were, uh, Rick's mowing. Is that what, <laughs> yeah, you, what yeah, we Rick's call mowing, yeah. <laughs> I think you debuted that on Paul's yeah, show. Yeah. Um, poor, poor Rick for, for the Ricks out there, please don't take offense. It's, no, it's kind of one of those things. I, I, again, if I grew up in a, in a trailer park, I had no money, no income, no business or mentality about me or presenting, uh, presentable image about me. What do you think my lawn and landscape business look like? So I was like the, Hey, we'll cut your lawn for 20 buck guy. Now we did a good job, but my pricing was, you know, awful. Right. We would do snow for 20 bucks. We do lawns for 20 bucks and we have a, um, a tough market. Anybody who complains about the market, you come up to my market, you, you complain 
I'll come down to your market and I'll show you how to get customers. You come up to my, my market because I'll show you that we got the exact same problems you do. Exactly. So it's like, and by the way, I'm, I, I didn't know this, but when you're 19, 20, 21, 20, 25, you're just green. You're just excited to make money. But I didn't know literally, literally, dude, a mile down the road from me is Troy Clog Lawn and Landscape. Troy Clog is like the biggest in like the Midwest and Michigan, right? Yeah. Another one, uh, another company, Cut and, Cut and Care. Um, another one, um, uh, we got the bright views, we got the Brylars, we've got the Midwest landscapes. We, we've got, um, uh, uh, Sue's lawn and landscaping. We've got like five, six, seven, eight of the biggest, I mean, a mile in my backyard. So if you want to get into the commercial lawn care or commercial snow, and you're trying to bid these same malls and strip malls and complexes that these guys have had for five, 10, 20, 30 years, yeah. right? What do you think the odds are? But I didn't know. Nobody, I guess that was my like claim to fame. I was naive. I was ignorant. Right. And, and sometimes we we have so much head knowledge where we're all excited about, um, you know, what we're doing um, and you don't know you're swimming with sharks. And I, I did not know that. Um, and then the only thing worse than that is like you get a bunch of knowledge and you're like, now you're afraid again. You're like, oh no, I, I'm, I'm swimming with all the sharks. Right. Why even bother? Why even go bid that? Right. You know? And so... There, there was a balance of that I had to figure out and overcome four or five years ago. I'm like, dude, like I need to get into a market where there's nobody, right? So every thought, every every thought that you guys have thought, and I, I, I like say that like always like with an asterisk because you always get nervous when you say stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Like because if somebody DMs you on Instagram, you've right. never seen this before. Yeah, exactly. And I'm, like, you're I'm like, like, oh, you're right. I'm like, you win. <laughs> I'm like, I, I have not seen that before. <laughs> but I mean, all I did, uh, and I've said this on my show, is all I did, I feel like, was make mistakes the first 10, 15 years. Uh, 10, 10, 12 years at least. And then I met the lawn care community. I met a couple people local. Um, and, and I met folks from YouTube and trade shows. And I just, through osmosis, I started piecing this thing together. And we don't have it figured out. Not by any means. But um, it, things have definitely evolved. And so we did. We went from shovels and, and little snowblowers. I remember going to uh, Meyer grocery stores. Do you guys have those? Like, no, but I, I've seen them. See here. them over here? Yeah. They're like the, the Piggly Wigglies and the Publix. Yeah. That well, like I see you guys have Kroger also. Yeah. Uh, we have Kroger. Oh, so. okay. Hey, Powerball yeah. won uh, from here uh, just a day ago or yesterday. At the Kroger? Yeah. Nice. I mean, in my backyard. Like, <laughs> it wasn't... Uh, I mean, maybe it's one of my lawn clients. You know maybe, what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> because if you don't hear from them. If they cancel, maybe that's hey, why. 50000 Or maybe he gives me a $50,000 tip. Oh. Oh, that would be sweet. Throwing <laughs> money around, you know. Uh, but but yeah, in in this area, like we went from you know the snowblowers and the shovels to the um you know the the, the truck with a couple snowblowers and and we just we just incrementally grew. You know, um, we we bought a really nice truck and then like a really nice plow, that's top of the line, because um, I figured it was going to be all in. Um, right. But it, it's it's been exciting not only to see the equipment evolve, but myself invo- um, evolve, and and that's really the the one two punch of of where our business has taken off the last four or five years. But really really thankful for that. Do you see? Um, so so you have a pl- so you have a, you got a, you got the truck, you got the plow, uh, a nice mm-hmm. boss plow, V plow, right? Yeah, uh, and uh, you got a couple snowblowers, shovels. So you have all the necessities to the right tools to get the job done whether you're solo which yeah. is the majority of the time like leading up to now right yep, and yep. that night you know you have uh people helping you you know um when, when i guess they're available right yeah yep. um but ultimately we can say it's a it's a, a solo setup correct is that safe to say i mean it's, yeah, it's, one I, person can do can take care of these properties with um, what you have right yeah i would say solo setup i mean we we have a guy full-time on salary rob um he's basically taking over what I'm doing. Um, and then another guy that we hired, Dave, who's part-time, uh, he'll be full-time starting spring this year. Mm-hmm. And um, my goal is to have those two guys take over the, the all the production. 
Right. So the mowing, the aerations, I might help them with like some of the niche stuff, like the thatchings or um, maybe doing big mulch jobs. Right. But but uh, I, the idea is for them to be running the production of the business uh, because, like you said, we're we're pregnant, <laughs> we're building a home in <laughs> yeah. July. Uh, we've got a lot. Of, I run you know these YouTube channels which um, uh, are getting bigger, and I'm I'm trying to navigate that. Right. I'm like you know we publish a video and there's 400 comments. Yeah, I, I make an keep, how do you keep up with that? I, I, I don't know. It's it's turning into a real, I don't say like business, but like a real um, uh, uh, thing. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's a, it's a full time job. It, it really is. I'm people yeah. like, are you a YouTuber or a lawn care guy? I go, I don't know. Yeah. I go, you're, I, you're both. But uh, apparently, but there's there's going to be there's there's starting to be some pull well, off there, some separation. And, and that's where like um, anybody listening to this would also say the same advice. Like, don't trip over uh, what do they say uh, dimes to make dollars. Or no, don't trip over dollars to make dimes. Yeah. And and we have a great lawn and landscape business going, and I and I want to capitalize on that because here's the deal: when you grew up like I did. You don't want to let anything go. And that's another lesson and challenge I'm learning as an adult to prioritize things, maximize things. What, what's the right thing to chase, right? Um, because we have a good lawn and landscape business. I love it. I love the industry. I love all this stuff. I'm, I'm not leaving it. I have no intention of. Um, but I also got this like YouTube thing with my first channel, my second channel, and and creating content and sponsoring videos with companies and work with brand deals and you know just helping you guys grow during the day and you know have a better business. So I, I love doing both, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, I, I need to get physically out of the lawn care business because anybody can really mow grass right. Right, for 15, 18 bucks an hour. Um, mentally, I think about my lawn and landscape business all the time. But do I need to be running the weed whip or slinging mulch? Maybe, but maybe not. Right. Uh, and, and that's a growing phase for me too. Like we're empowering Rob. He took out the plow truck the other day and did the whole route and, and arguably didn't have any issues, which is great. And I'm like, this is different. Yeah. And, and then I'm like, oh my God. Like it hits you. I'm like, yeah. what can I do with this free time? Yeah. And for me, that means pour it into business number two. Right. Right. And and that, by the way, that's business one and two. Like we wanted to do actively invest in real estate this year. We've got other ideas and other projects we want to work on. Um, we're growing a family. I mean, so um, if you guys are like, hey, I'm busy or, or you know, you don't know my story, do trust me. <laughs> I might not have the kids part like some of you guys do. Right. Um, but busy, yeah, we, we have parents that are getting older we have you know we go to church there's obligations like we're, we're busy just like you guys um but it's exciting it's, it's very very exciting so yeah this is an exciting time for you for sure i mean 2020 has been an, a roller coaster for the the world um but you know you are <laughs> you are it's it's an exciting time for you i mean i know there's obviously been some ups and downs with your state and getting off to a late start for your company but i feel like yeah. you you took that as, you know, you, you didn't, you didn't play the victim role. You're like, I mean, no, obviously you're no. upset, but I mean, you weren't like, Oh, I'm going to, I'm not going to let this, I'm not going to let this keep me down. I'm just going to keep getting after it and make a plan and keep going forward. And, and ultimately I don't think you guys lost as much as you could have lost. And you, no, obviously we, you didn't make as much as you could have made, but right. it could have been a lot worse is what I mean. Like, um, yeah, yeah I you mean, planned and you ran you and you were, you know, not like playing the victim role. Well, no, I mean, what, and what, what benefit of what of that have done? Right. You know, like uh, I, I could like, look out the window and be like, man, the grass is growing and we could be out there. And I'm like, you know, blaming which everybody, you did. which I, which I <laughs> which did, you did which but, I, but it, it, and then, and then what do I do? I turn around and my wife's staring at me and going, what are you going to do? Right. Like, what are we going to do? You know? And I'm yeah. like, I don't know. So I was like, all right, well let's get creative. Let's not, first off, you know, let's, you know, not go crazy. Yeah, let's you know? not panic. Let's yeah. not panic. Uh, but we were legit shut down for five or six weeks and, um, we legit lost 20 plus grand in revenue. And, um, the, the compounding issue, and this is like the context of it was, we didn't really have a fall. 
we had like a couple weeks. It was pretty pretty meek. And then it went straight into winter. <laughs> straight went straight into. We got ten inches of snow, and then we went right into winter. Right. So we we also didn't have a very good winter. It was a really light winter. Like so, it started early, but it wasn't like a consistent thing, and it just kind of really messed yeah. You up. No no good no- November. No good December. No good January. A little spike in February, but but everything was like flat flat down 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 down. So so now you got you know four or five months where you're like excited about getting out there. Right. And the, and the context was, it was the first time we had a spring in like five years. So it's like 40 degrees then 50 degrees and 60 degrees, 60 degrees in Michigan in March, you're like twitching, <laughs> you know, you're yeah. like, I need to get out there. Right. Yeah. And boom, we get the shutdown orders, um, which first came like kind of at the federal level or whatever with Trump and then the state level with, with my governor. And it was just, um, it, it, the, the frustrating part was like, it wasn't very logical. It wasn't, and granted it was a novel virus. Nobody had, had been through there before. Right. But the, the frustrating part was like, I got bills to pay just like everybody else. Just right. like you guys, you know, what, what do we do? So we got creative. Um, we, we had to sideline that six weeks. I'm like the first time we get a spring in five years, <laughs> we're stuck inside right. and we had a crummy winter. So I got guys locally, like dude, I, we had just had our trade show, the uh, MGIA trade show in, you know, the first or second week of February everybody bought new mowers. You know, we went to the Weingart's uh, steak, oh, steak fry yeah. open house. Right. Yeah, yeah. So that was the first week of March. So a- imagine if you just bought brand new mowers, baggers, um, you know, dump trailers, you just, you're getting all your utility trailers in from your, your, your sure track trailer or whatever. And then boom, lock it down. Right. Now what do you do? You got payments coming in four, six, eight weeks. Yeah. So, so everybody was like, Hey, light winter. We all just spent a bunch more money or finance a bunch more stuff and things were tight as it was. And now we got to sit out for six weeks. So it was a pretty, you know, rough patch. If you're out of state, hopefully, you know, you know, my opinion on all that. <laughs> so <laughs> I feel like I've done my part, but anyway, um, but we, we that being said, what was I going to do? Just wind up taking a hit, um, you know, just being frustrated and wetting on myself I've just realized like you can't do that. You can't do that longer than a couple of days, couple of weeks because you still got to figure it out. Right. You know, like we still wanted to buy a new car this fall. I still wanted to buy a four wheeler. We, we adjusted our budget, but I was like not moving forward and not moving the needle forward was not an option. Now, you know, we, we grew uh, a bunch more revenue. We, dude, I was like an aeration salesman. I was like the Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> well, you need an aeration. You need an aeration. You need an aeration. I was selling aerations. We were selling mulch. We were doing work we've never done before um, just to bring as much, excuse me, as much in as we could. That that attitude kind of got exhausted after about July, August. And we kind of right. like tapered. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, like we went all in to kind of recuperate. Yeah. Um, I'm like, all right, we got to kind of mellow back out. And then uh, we did another big haul though with uh, leaves in the fall. Um, I bought a debris loader and a couple other pieces of equipment to make us more profitable and productive. Um, but but like you said, like we, we weren't going to go backwards. So by the end of the year, we finished around the exact same revenue Um even though we were shut down for like our six week, like Christmas yeah, season. Yeah, the spring rush. The spring yeah, rush. missed the whole spring <clears throat> rush. We, and that was work that was permanently lost, they call it. Like you can't get back your first run of FERT. Yeah. You can't get back your spring cleanups. Right. You can't get right back those first three weeks of mowing. So it's permanent loss. Yeah. Um, but because we hustled so much during the, the late spring and summer through uh, fall and, and all that mass, like we basically wound up <clears throat> flat on revenue, but definitely the same amount or more in profit because we raised prices, we cherry picked. So um, again, you know, if, if you guys got all these circumstances and situations, and by the way, we were doing the exact same podcast the same time last year, myself uh, and my friend, Mike Bedell, 
And we're like, dude, 2020 is going to be our year. <laughs> You're going to crush it. We're going to crush it. <laughs> and every projection, projection from everybody, from me to Troy Clog, we're saying we're going to crush it. And four, six, eight weeks later, the world pulls the e-brake. Yeah. So it's like, oh man, do you know what I'm saying? Way to put it. So right now, you and I are like 21. <laughs> 2021 is going to be our year, right? <laughs> Who the heck knows what's going to happen, bro? Yeah. And 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 I don't mean bad or good. I just mean like that's the point. You don't know. It's life. It's dynamic. It's fluid. So you always got to like have that attitude. Like I'm going to win. I'm going to figure it out. And I was doing that back from whether I was snow blowing people's driveways for 20 bucks or I was working at the warehouse stocking, you know, Huggies diapers, you know, and figuring out like how to get out of that place. Yeah. That was four years ago, bro. Yeah. <clears throat> Here's one story I've, ne- I've never told anybody. You want a fun story? Yeah, of course. I've never told anybody this story. I was going to talk about this on another podcast, but you get it first. <laughs> uh, heard it here first. When I got uh, that warehouse job, we kind of had this like mutual agreement that I'm just going to stop coming. I didn't quit. <laughs> you, you ever have those? <laughs> Some of you guys know what I'm talking oh, about. Man, yeah. they, like they don't want to fire you, but they're like they hate you. Yeah, and you hate them. Right. And you don't. So need you to just stop showing up. I just kind of stopped going. <laughs> but uh, it was getting so bad because um, I uh, I was like I was that guy that I'm like I'm gonna be a millionaire. I'm gonna I'm you're gonna you're gonna work for me. I yeah. was that guy, and and I'm not as vocal about that now. Maybe like behind the scenes, I'm like I'm gonna crush this dude. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which I don't know if that's right or wrong, but um, but when I was leaving there. The uh, the week I quit, <clears throat> this was like the last straw where I just realized, obviously, that I was very unappreciated or underappreciated there, was um, there was a paper. So we, we, we would get all these uh, pull sheets, all these sheets for like the picking orders. Mm-hmm. So printer would print out like 400 orders that come off this mega printer and it would be all these pick tickets like... AA12, you have to go get two boxes and then put on the conveyor line. And then the next pick ticket was, you know, CC14, uh, you know, and you have to go pick those diapers from that aisle. Big ass warehouse, right? 40,000 square feet. Yeah. And uh, so where the tray was, almost everybody that's walking the warehouse is picking, you know, on this, uh, from this, these pick tickets. And um, somebody had started a, um, a petition, a petition. And there was this big piece of paper, it was a loose leaf, loose leaf piece of paper, eight and a half by 11. It was stickered up to the pick ticket trays. And I'm not making any of this up. <clears throat> I got photos on my phone because this is going to be a good video one day. <laughs> um, so on the pick ticket trays, it said, uh, I hereby, uh, we hereby um, believe that Brian Fullerton should not work here anymore and that he should no longer work at X and Y Z company. And it was like in this chicken scratch. I know who wrote it. Um, uh, signed by your fellow associates. So they had, so they left it up there and, and then a bunch of people signed it. Everybody in the whole warehouse, like 30 <laughs> out of the 38 people in the warehouse. And I was like, wow, because I was a dreamer. I wanted to succeed. I want to take care of my family. I'm like, Hey, I'd be, I'd be on a high low next to somebody be like, Hey, dude, you ever feel like there's more to life than this? You <laughs> they know, just don't they'd be like, that. They're, they're like, like, what? what? No, uh, they're like, keep doing this. Yeah. Like, no dude, but, uh, the walking dead's on tonight. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, yeah. and I go to the next guy, I'd be like, Hey dude, like you want to like start a, like a YouTube channel or landscaping or do something with Bitcoin, you know, all this mess. No, dude, like I, I've been working for five years, man. I'm up to 1350 an hour. I'm like, <laughs> you're just working with small minded uh, yeah, people. And I'm listening to like my earbuds and my podcasts, you know, back in the day, I'm listening to like Dave, the Dave Ramsey's, the, um, you know, the Gary V's, the, uh, I don't even know who four or five years ago, yeah. you know what I was listening to? Gary, I was listening- um, um, uh, Uncle G. Uncle G. Yeah, I'm listening, yeah, I'm listening Cardone, to YouTube yeah. videos, but but also I'm listening to like, um, I'm listening to like hip hop and, uh, you know, other uh, music that just gets me charged up. And I'm like, dude, I want to like have the nicer things. You got to imagine, I came from absolute zero, like poverty, like financially zero. And I'm, I'm listening all day to rap and hip hop talk about like the dream, like 
you know, kind of weird, you know, with how they want to pursue it. Right. right. You know, a little, little uh, more coverage on my women, you know. Right. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but the lifestyle, you know, the cars, the jets, and the Ferraris, and the Lambos. And if you grow up broke, you want that material trappings, right? So people are like, oh, you want it like this house or this Tesla or, the, you know, Lambo one day. Yeah. It's like, it's in my DNA. I couldn't get it out if I wanted. And I'm on this like pick ticket line, assembly line, conveyor system line. And like, I'm just around, I'm looking around. I, what, what do they say? Like, you see, you see the people there, the like the lights around, but nobody's home. Right. You know, one of those deals. Yeah. And I'm like, what am I doing here? What am I doing here? And, and all because I'm not willing to think for myself and get myself out of this environment. So like shame on me. Right. So I had to own it. So I go to this pick ticket tray and there's literally dude, 20 or 30 signatures and you, all your friends at, at the, at the warehouse, all your peers. And you find out that they all literally secretly all freaking hate you. And I'm, I'm, but you know what? Here's the thing. I'm the crazy one, right? I'm the weirdo. Right. You're the dreamer. I'm yeah. the, but, but that's not how they label you. Yeah. You're the annoying lunatic, big dreamer, um, you know, want to be a millionaire. Right. Or you think you're better than everybody think else. You're better than you have all these big goals how and dreams. Dare you, how dare you want more? Yeah. And I'm like, guys, there's a better way. We can do, we can start our own business. So, so literally I, I remember grabbing this uh, paper and um, it was like at the end of the day and I go, and I screamed out like some absurd. I'm like, who the wrote this. <laughs> and, uh, and there's like a bunch of like, tri- you know, grizzly dudes, you know, and they're all just whatever. And I said, I'll come back here in five years and I'll make more than all of you combined. And I will bet you right now that if I go back there, including the two managers that ran the warehouse, I make more than all those people combined. Fact. Nice. So that's the thing. Like, was I crazy? Was I the weirdo? Yeah. But you know what? At least I had, I had the goal, the dream, the vision to, to chase this thing down. And I had a YouTube channel back then. And I probably had 100 subs because we were just coming out when I bought Liz the camera for Christmas. Ah. And so I had like just started the YouTube channel in March and I had maybe 50 subs. And I was like, you know what, dude, I'm going to blaze a trail. I'm going to start my own thing. And you know what? I'm still waiting for that day because I got about two more months until it's five years um, since I've had my YouTube channel mm-hmm. and probably about four years since I left that warehouse. So I got a little bit more work to do, but guarantee I know all those guys. I know what they make per hour per year. 25 grand a year times 30 people. I'll take care of that this year. So that's my MO. But nice. th- those are all those funny stories. Th- that's a story that I've never ter- told on a podcast, but it just goes to show that what if I would have listened to those people? Yeah. And so many people do. They get caught up in those, in those bad yeah. mindsets. Well, I, I, I talked about like, out. like I did a, a talk at, um, well, you were there at Launchpreneur Camp. I said, who succeeds when you, uh, who wins when you succeed? Right. And I said, what if I didn't start a YouTube channel? You know, not that I'm the hero. Right. But like, what if you didn't start a YouTube channel? Right. What if you didn't put this podcast out? Right. You know, and, and, you know, I, uh, I don't know what I have last on my YouTube channel that I looked, um, but 25 million views, you know, and, and you're not helping every single person in every video. Right. And not every 25 million views is 25 million people, but I'd have to say a million people probably have a better life for watching my videos for two to five, 10 minutes. I really believe that. Yeah. But what if I didn't do it? And then some of you guys are starting a lawn and landscape business right now. Everything's stacked against you, maybe. But but what's who wins when you succeed? Maybe people aren't going to win because you succeed your first you know year, two years, five years. Because you got to get you know you got to lay the foundation, right? But there, I guarantee you, the, a church one day is going to call you that you go to, and they're going to say, "Hey, we want to put on the new wing for the 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 kids' little elementary school, and it's um you know four hundred thousand bucks." And people are going to go, "Well, I got fifty bucks." Well, we did our part. We gave a hundred or we gave 10. And then you're like, you know what? We'll give a special giving, a special tithe, a special offering. We'll give, we'll give a hundred. And then some rich business guy guarantee you'll write a check for a hundred thousand. Right. Mm-hmm. 
I was so sick and tired of being that guy that couldn't do anything. I had no time. I had no money. I had no power. I had no influence. I had no, no money. Yeah. And so what use was I? And it, I'm not judging my value based on those parameters, but I just wanted to make sure that when other people needed something, I could be available for them. And so we're generous with our time. We're generous with our uh, with our money. We're generous with our praise and our and our and our spotlight that we get to shine it back on other people, right? And and so it goes full circle to those guys. Like, what if they would have talked me out of like my lawn landscape company, which was maybe doing seventy grand a year? What if they would have talked me out of like doing YouTube, you know, or or you want to start your own business, you know, like? And here I am. I, I you got to look at the what are the odds? What are the odds that I was the guy that just chose to believe differently? The guy that came from poverty, the guy that came from nothing. We haven't arrived, but we have a little bit more. But what if I would have listened to them? What What was my alternative? Go back to my environment, right? Go, stay there. Yeah. Be a. Be, well, I could. I could have been Brian's lawn. Brian Fullerton, the high load driver. <laughs> right. Yeah. Making maybe fifteen bucks an hour now, and and living in my single wide trailer, which I'm not putting that down, but I can put that down because I grew up in it, and I don't want to go back to that. Yeah. And my job's not done yet. You know why? Because the last 24, 36, 48 months, Liz and I have worked our butts off to take care of our needs and now lately a little bit of our wants. But now that we've taken care of our needs and our wants, we've realized just recently that the job's not done, right? There's a lot of other people that we can help. And that also includes my mom and my wife's mom, right? So some people say, well, you're, you're successful. Like you're, you've arrived, you have a couple hundred grand in your lawn care business. You got a couple hundred, you know, you know, thousand subs on YouTube. Like if anybody should like take the accolades of success and enjoy the fruits of their labor, it would be you guys go on a trip, spend some time together, have a baby, start a family, build a home. And I'm over here going, how did I just tell you my schedule last 10 days? I've been up till two, three in the morning every night. I've slept four nights, four hours a night for the last 10 days. I was joking with Naylor. After we do dinner, I'm taking a nap. <laughs> you don't have to stick around, but I'm yeah. taking a nap because I'm tired. <laughs> but here's why, because we're not done, right? We're not done. And some of you guys, you're just getting started, but some of you guys, you have more in you, right? And what are the odds that it would have been you that succeeds for your family? What are the odds that it would have been me that succeeds for my family, right? I mean... I could have literally just been a $15 an hour high-low driver working at a medical supply company, uh, sniffing huggy, you know, diaper boxes. Right. You know, and just be like, you know what? This is what life has destined for me. Those are my stars, right? After all, I grew up in a trailer. My dad passed away when I was 16. My mom was a single, you know, a divorced single mom right. of three kids. We were, my mom's, the most money my mom had ever made was like 24 grand a year. Feeding three growing boys, you know, through teenage years. Yeah. And people are like, oh, you just don't know what it's like to t- a struggle. I'm like, dude, I didn't have a nice shirt, a nice name brand, any of that stuff. There wasn't a pair of shoes that weren't hand-me-downs and had holes in them. Like, I didn't know the mall existed that's two miles from my house until I was like 19 or 20 years old. I'm like, that's where people get Aero Postel? <laughs> that's where yeah. people get, you know, um, Hollister yeah. and American Eagle? Yeah. Didn't even know it was a thing. And then I go in there and the shirt's $58. And you're like, what? I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. And then, you know, you go back to high school and that was what every single person would wear. And I'd wear the stuff from like Mervyn's and Myers and Walmart. And we were so thankful, but I didn't know otherwise. Right. So. That's an awesome story, man. I'm, I'm glad you, uh, you shared it. And hopefully that will inspire many, if not all, you know, who, who need to be inspired, I, I should say, because that's. That's you made so many points uh, with with that that whole story and and just daring to continue to dream, daring to challenge yourself and not get stuck in that 
that mindset of all the people because you know like like you said you know the way the way you started you know a trailer and all that i mean no one would have expected you to do anything else beyond what you were doing right it would have been okay yeah. if i didn't actually Ex- exactly mm-hmm. exactly so you know but you you were like no that's that's not going something inside you you know yeah. was it what let you push past that so mm. that's why we we try that's why i and i know you and a lot of other folks paul and everyone else puts this content out to try and help maybe that diamond in the rough or someone that needed to hear them because you were listening to podcasts obviously not ours because it mm. didn't even exist at the time but right. you were listening to other motivational podcasts and, and and just anything else music whatever just to kind of get you and maybe that was part of the advantage that you had over the people that were i don't know what they were listening to if right. they were even listening to anything you know right, right, just right. ready to go watch the walking dead which nothing wrong with that but right. that can't be the only thing you're doing sure. you know you've got to, and playing video games there's got to be something else hey guys it's lcr Most of you know that I love me some sunglasses, right? I've been trying these Toro Eyewear polarized sunglasses this winter. Polarized sunglasses get rid of glare from driveways, vehicles, water, snow, and anywhere there's normally blinding glare. This is amplified over the winter seasons while we're outside working. I'm no scientist, but you guys know what I'm talking about. The sun is always more blinding in the winter. Anyway, normally polarized sunglasses bother me, but not these. So if you want to give them a try and save 15%, use code LawnCareRookie by clicking the link in the show notes or going directly to their website, ToroEyewear.com. Now that's Toro spelled T-O-R-O-E, eyewear. Not like Toro the Mowing Company. It's Toro Eyewear. Again, that's T-O-R-O-E, eyewear.com. So go ahead and check that out. Oh, and did I mention there's a lifetime replacement warranty? If you lose them or they get stolen, they replace them. For real. So go ahead on their website and check it out. Again, that's toroeyewear.com. T-O-R-O-E eyewear.com. Hey guys, it's Naylor. Has there ever been a guest that you were listening to on a podcast that you wanted to ask a question that just wasn't asked? Well, now's your opportunity Send me an email at lawncarerookie at gmail.com. Tell me who you want me to interview, what question you want to ask them, and for that matter, if there's any questions you have for me that you want me to answer, and I may give you a call and answer the questions live on the air. I'm just going to add, like, the, the secrets still work. You know, like people want to cookie cutter it 500 different ways, and everybody's got a formula or a system or a quote of the day, right? simple answers work. You still got to put in work in any business, anything you're doing. And I feel like because Instagram's a highlight reel, YouTube's a highlight reel, and everybody wants to like, look how much they've done with how little they worked mentality. That is what gets perpetuated. And for me, I'd rather be the opposite. Look how little I've actually really done and how much, how hard I'm working. Cause I don't want to talk about the success, but behind the scenes, I want to write big checks big checks. I, I gave money to um, a friend's school. It's a Christian school because uh, Liz and I, uh, just a couple months ago, it was December like 28th. I'm like, we got to figure this out because under your taxes. <laughs> right. And uh, and I don't talk about giving to, to gloat or anything like that. But um, but there's a that little valuable point here is that um, a friend, we, we, we didn't get fed spiritually from really anybody this last 12 months. And I've always heard uh, give where you're spiritually fed. That's where you give your money. Uh, tithes and offerings if you're a Christian. That's my wife and I, that's what we you know are and subscribe to. So uh, we didn't get fed from really anything this last 12 months. And I'm like, ah, I just don't feel like our local church or this or that, or, you know, this wounded warrior project or, you know, all these great opportunities. And I said, you know, there's some friends of ours that poured into us five, five, ten 10 years ago. And, and they have a Christian school and they're starting this whole building project, this campus, huge project, a couple million bucks. Right. And I said, 
I'm going to give to them. And I, I tried to give a, a quantity of money. It was a chunk. And uh, more than, you know, I'd ever made, you know, all, all winter working at the warehouse. Let's, you know, something like that, let's mm-hmm. say. And uh, so I'm going to the website to like click the give, you know, and um, of course I'm putting on my credit card, which by the way, my credit card has, you know, twenty thirty thousand dollars credit card limit. Wasn't like that four or five years ago. Yeah. You know, I used to get 500. Then they kind of, then they kind <laughs> right. of cut you off if you know yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, sir, you can't use this anymore. Right. <clears throat> four or five years later, a little bit different story. So, so I'm charging it. Why? Cause I want to get my points. Right. You know, cause I still yeah, got those that, frequent flyer miles. I still got that <laughs> Kevin Fall River, um, you know, Paul Jameson, I gotta get my points, you know? And, uh, so I'm giving this chunk away and it gets declined and I'm like, well, I know the money's in there. I'm, I'm looking at it. I just want my points, bro. Right. Cause I'm like that. Right. <laughs> so I call my friend. I said, Hey, what's up your website? Um, it's not letting me give this, this chunk away as a comment. I said, what's up? And he goes, well, how much are you trying to give? I told him and he goes, or he goes, he goes, that's, that's absurd. It goes all the way up to 10,000. He goes like, it should be able to process up to 10,000. I said, well, it's more than that. <laughs> you know, like read, <laughs> right. read through the, you know, right. yeah. read, read, read between the, the lines. Read between the lines. Yeah. And I go, well, it's not accepting it. And yeah. he goes, oh, well, oh. one second. <laughs> and so when you get, you know, he goes, let yeah. me call the administrator to talk about, the, you know, upping the IT, you know, whatever right. the IT people had to do. So he texts me back like 10, 15 minutes later. He goes, you should be all set. <laughs> I go okay, so I, I reprocess it again and uh, click give, and um, it was just funny because we had given that money and we didn't miss it, we didn't notice it, um, we were glad to do it. It wasn't like an obligation. I was like, dude, we weren't like, hey, put our name on the bricks, you know, give us a plaque, right? Name it the the Fullerton East Wing right. or the Fullerton Gymnasium, right? I was just like, hey, dude, here you go. And and it's to me it's a tithe. To me it was an obligation. It's it's something that Liz and I joyfully did because we wanted to be obedient. But that's what I'm saying, bro. Like two, three, four, five years ago, I didn't know that it's sort of YouTube channel and win and who won because I succeeded. A random uh school and building project that my friend decided to start a decade ago, he didn't know where the worth of ten grand was coming from. Right. But I but just randomly I'm like, dude, you sold into me, I want to sell back into you. And and so when I say to you guys, like, you, you got to succeed now because there's going to be things coming up in the next two, five, 10 years that that you don't even know, you wouldn't even think are a thing that you got to be prepared to give and to take care of family, um, situations, life, all this other stuff, churches, schools, they're going to look to somebody for that, that money. <laughs> Typically, I've noticed that it's usually the money. Right. You know, I, I love the people that are like, hey, we're looking for volunteers. <laughs> I'm like, okay, what, what, what are you looking for out of your volunteers? Money. Money, yeah. Yeah, I go, I go well, what about the time part? Well, you know, we actually got quite a, quite a few hundred people lining up to give their time. Uh, they just don't have a lot of people signing up to give their money. Money, right. And, and, you know, it's funny, like, what's the top five reasons you start a business? Money, 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 right. money. <laughs> and people are like, well, you know, I, I, you know I, I don't do it for the money. I'm like, sure you do. Everybody does. And, and you got to make sure that you can, you can take care of other people around you. It's not about you. You know, like that's what I realized. I was so stuck in my own, my own way of like survival. But I, once I got over survival, I caught my breath. I got the water level down to my ankles. Mm. I'm like looking around. I'm like, oh man, there's a lot of messed up things in this world. And wait, only money? Money's the what solves that? The orphanage, the, the, the church, the wing at this, the school at that, the library at this. Huh. Now it's like, I'm like, oh, let's make it. Because when we get it, what are we going to do with it? Give it away. Because our needs are met. Mm-hmm. Now, now it's like a fun game. It's this um, 
prosperity uh, problem that you have. You know, you get it, you give. You give, you get. Right. So what happens when you get? Exactly. You, you give, you get, you, you give, give, you get, 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 give, and it just spirals out of control. Yeah. And people are like, well, well, how do you how do you make more money? You be a blessing. You give. You serve. You help people. Right. And you just watch it start compounding. And if I'm not a case study, I literally don't know what else to tell you guys. <laughs> you know what I mean? We can't relate to the Bezos and the. You know, the Elon Musks, they were doing this 15, 20 years ago. Right. And I'm not, I'm not professing or proclaiming to be like those guys, obviously, but, but I went from literally poverty thinking, broke trailer trash. Liz and I didn't have any money. And by the way, Liz's story is the same thing. She didn't grow up with any privilege. You know what I'm saying? Like right. we, we didn't grow up with anything. And if we can learn how to, you know, right the ship and, and move forward and take care of our family, I promise you, I guarantee you, you guys can too, because we did that without these kind of resources out there. Like you said, and now you get access to the LCR media podcast and Paul Jameson and all these great YouTube guys out there, the Stanley dirt monkeys and the Keith Galfuses. Mm-hmm. So now I'm like charged with like paying it forward. Yeah. You know, I'm like, now I'm like, shoot, I got to perform. You know, I can't, I can't take a day off, man. You know, somebody's <laughs> out there waiting on me. Somebody's counting on me, you know? Yeah. So for sure. That's, that's what keeps me going too. So, I mean, we all, we all have those days. So yeah. it's like, you know, you, you, you build like, it's a community literally, you know, yeah. and, and, and we kind of almost like training partners too. in, in times like, Hey, yeah. you all right, man. You haven't like put a video out or, you know, I haven't heard 100%. Of, you know what I mean? Like that, those are and, the things that help sometimes snap you out of something before you sp- yeah. spiral down a path that you don't want to be down. You, you care about these people, man. And at least I do. I, I, I can't speak for everybody, but I, but I know quite a few people, like you just said, there's, there's a community out there. And, and if you guys have questions or not that, like, you know, I'm, I always joke I'm one eight hundred you know lawn care you know customer service. <laughs> but if you got a question, man, shoot a DM, shoot an email. Like uh, uh, we're we're here to help you guys out and um, give us feedback on the podcast. You know, like those ratings and reviews. Like let us know how we're doing because we want to know that what we're doing is helping. You know, and 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 I know Naylor's here and. He's in my studio, which is a, is a, is a dream of mine. Come on over. I got this little makeshift studio. You know, it's, it's uh, my little, uh, you know, Wilson castaway, you know, this <laughs> little, I don't know what this place is, a little cave, a little studio, but it was a dream of me, uh, of mine to, to bring up the Paul Jamesons and, and have a nailer or a Keith Kelfus over and, Hey man, like, you don't have to do it at a hotel, you know, coffee table in the lobby with people smoking and drinking, and, <laughs> yeah. you know, clanging, clanging dishes, right. Come over to a controlled environment where it's fun, you know? And so this is a dream of mine to have you up as much as, um, it's probably up, uh, here for you to have me on your show, man. But I, but I sincerely thank you like for the opportunity. This is like really cool. Well, thank you for sharing all this. Stuff. Well, sorry for hijacking your show. No, man, I, I mean, <laughs> you're the guest. So the more you talk and the less I, the more you talk and the more I listen, that's what's what it's hey, I get, about. I get that same feedback on mine, dude. Like, like Fullerton, stop talking. <laughs> get the guest on you know so well, well we'll transition into a new segment for the lcr media podcast you'll oh, be my guinea pig on the for, first uh, either first one oh yeah. i was saving this for you i'm buddy. getting nervous now yeah so uh we, we got these pod decks that are gonna you're gonna randomly pick a question okay maybe two we'll see how it goes and you just have a little little bit yeah. of fun with it just, they always got this deck of cards in front of me it's uh like these random questions yeah this is interesting. I've never seen this. Yeah. It's kind of a cool take. Yeah. So you always got to do something different. I, I try. I, it's well, while, while, you're, while you're pulling those out, I got to say, um, I'm, I'm, if you guys can hear me clicking in the background, Naylor got me this like, it looks like a a, a military uh, ballpoint pen. Uh, it's got these like uh, ridges on the side of it. It's like, it's beautiful. It's black polished aluminum. It's got this like little charging bolt for the pen. <laughs> yeah. He's like, it's like gun inspired. And on the exactly. end of it <laughs> is this window, uh, what do you call it? A breaker? Yeah, it's, it's a glass breaker. Glass yeah. breaker. Or I mean, window breaker technically. Yeah. But, you know, windows. He's glass. got this beautiful screen on his podcast. <laughs> oh, I know I've been God. thinking about for, for an hour. Poking it, it's on just there. poking it. You have no idea my personality uh, type, what it's like to yeah, not that's reach not over. a stylist. <laughs> Be careful. <laughs> oh yeah. Don't use it on the iPad or something. No, no, got no. 
Lesnar in case she finds it. She's yeah. like, so that's know? a tactical pen for you. I thought you'd appreciate it because well, I know you like you love this, your this tactical and, stuff. Well, this and this like laser engraved uh, engraved uh, notebook and journal. So you're a uh, you're first class, man. I hope you don't blow the whole budget on me. You know. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's 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 that's. You still got to pay Mr. Producer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, that's that that's coming from from my my personal friend to friend budget. So well, I appreciate you, you that. Know, you, you've been given you've given back a lot to the community and and myself as yeah. well. So and you know you never ask for anything in return except hey, like and a follow, subscribe. Yeah, you know? that, that's it. <laughs> Keep the message going. So I, I, just, I appreciate it. I, I just don't want to take anything away from Mr. Producer because you know? <laughs> no. uh, he's going to come out with that rate increase letter any minute. Yeah, now. I know. <laughs> to Jeez. all of us, <laughs> seriously. So. All right, you ready? Let's let, let's shuffle the cards real quick. You ready? What? All right, what do you get out of here? <laughs> Let me do that again. I, I don't think I did it good enough. There we go. That's that's good. Wow, All I can't right. believe you did that while juggling. That's incredible. <laughs> All right, now you pick so, a card. So I'm pulling a card. You're pulling a card. They're I don't fe- want you to think I set you up. They're feathered out here. So all right. So do I read it to you? Yeah. <clears throat> What's your favorite gadget? There you go. What is my favorite gadget? Um, this is like a cop out. It's the Tesla. Ah, uh, but well, that's fine. That's a great gadget, and you just got it. Yeah. How long did you want it for? <clears throat> Two years? Three years? Dude, five? Like five, six when years? It came out? Oh, easily five, six years ago. Um, it, and the reason I qualify as a gadget because it's more of a gadget versus a car. You were showing me, yeah. I mean, we, guy, we, were, <laughs> <laughs> we were in line at the drive-through at Chick Fil A, of yep. course, like the the only one close by. And yep. the, the, it's, it's in a, it's in a mall parking lot, yeah. and the the Very line busy. I've never seen Chick Fil A's line, and we've got a million of them in Virginia, so maybe that's why it's spread out more but maybe but still like there's double lines wrapped around a building but here it was all the way around the mall parking yeah. lot people think, think i make it up i'm like it's an hour deep yeah like and we've been there you know so, so we're times. in line and brian just getting bored and he's showing me all this stuff and apparently you can change the horn yeah on the amongst a gazillion that you can play games all kinds of stuff yeah. put your car in park and change the horn and just start making fart noises we were, and uh and, we and uh fart noises to uh and dj like what is that like <laughs> yeah that you know the horn you know yeah everyone's looking like what the heck is going on we were messing with all the attendants you know how like they're outside of the car they yeah. take your order um before you get up to the window and all that and so we're doing like the, the fart noises you know and people are looking around they're like what the heck is that yeah, what is that? and then we're like it's it's the car but it's yeah. a gadget dude. it is <clears throat> you can play like car karaoke um there, there's so many fun things to do on, on the tesla and that that was a um you know i say like there's no ulterior motive with what what i'm doing like but i will say like we were smart enough to monetize the hobby I, I just realized along the way. And so all the money we had made from like YouTube, you know, I just literally stocked it away. We didn't live on it. We didn't spend it. We didn't do anything with it because it was all extra credit. And I'm like, I don't know. This thing could go away tomorrow. Right. One of those. Right. Deals. That's how I grew up. Yeah. And no one lives in eyes looked. That's what would happen. <laughs> Cause that's what, that's how we grew up. And, uh, so, so we just been stocking it away. And, um, uh, yeah, after Launchpreneur Academy, um, our live event, like the week or two later, um, Liz goes, Hey, like, you want to buy that Tesla? Because because our Infinity was really on the fritz. We had this like uh, little Infinity G thirty seven sedan, and it was uh it was on the fritz. Like it, it was dying, and and we knew it. <laughs> and it was one of those things like we had like Dave Ramsey the hell out of it. Yeah. Like just just live below your means, stretch it. You know, use cars. Dude, we had did that for like an extra two years. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. um, so I, I said like, hey, like we got enough money in the account. Like we're talking to CPA. He's like. Hey, you want to go get that car? Like you need some write-offs, you know what I'm saying? And I was like, yeah. So we, we got it. Uh, we ordered it at, at the end of Launchpreneur Academy. It came in five or six weeks later and um, it's rocket ship. 
It's it's so yeah. cool, so it's, fun. It's awesome. Um, thank you for taking me for a ride. Yeah. in your in your crazy rocket. <laughs> <laughs> it's fast, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is it's a little and, bullet. And it, yeah, and it's nice and quiet. No. Want to do one more? Yeah, I was gonna say you guys want us to do one more. I, Let's I think do we should it. do one more. I like. Oh, it. Hold on, let me shuffle one more time. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you can do that with your feet. That's incredible. Like how how do you do it? You know, <laughs> you're like uh, Zohan. You know, doing your feet. <laughs> yeah. What will people look back at us 50 years from now and be shocked and appalled by? <laughs> wow, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. That's um, a good one for Fullerton, especially after 2020. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, I'm surprised I didn't get into trouble yet. Um, 50 years from now and be shocked and appalled at. You know, man, I I, I don't know. Like, I, the, the one that hit me a long time ago was like, uh, I don't know if it's like Benjamin Franklin or one of these guys. And it said, um, Benjamin Franklin, right? He, he like started as a printer. He like, you know, founded thousand different things, right? Whatever the story is, you know, authored the declaration of independence with a couple other people, obviously all this stuff, right? All these amazing accolades. And, uh, uh, I heard some of the story and somebody can fact check me later. Right. But <laughs> on his, on his tombstone, it said, uh, he was a printer. And so the guy who co you know, authored or co-authored whatever the constitution of the United States, all this crazy stuff, right? Invented a thousand things, whatever. Um, he just went back to his roots. He said, I, I was a printer or he was a printer. And it always stuck with me. Like, what is my tombstone going to say? Cause everybody always talks about, you know, the little dash, right? What did that represent? But I'm like, if I had to sum it all up, like what was I? And I just was like, I, I don't know yet. I'm just consistent. I'm just a regular dude. That's, that's the weird thing. And you know, I don't know. I, that's something that I'm going to look back 50 years from now and wonder what they're going to give me as a moniker. I don't know if you like give yourself one, but, right, yeah. but, but that that's, I want to just say like, you can change your stars, dude. I, I just, I, I've seen firsthand like my own life change and be able to bless people. And, um, and I, and I, and that's the crazy thing. Dude. I've, I know how the other side thinks I've, I've seen it. I grew up with it. I go back to it. You know, when I go to my mom's house and hang out with neighbors, um, w- would they be shocked by is that I made it? Would they be appalled by, I don't know what the appalled by, mm. I don't know. I'm hope. I hope. Uh, I'm not appalled by my lack of ambition. As much as I talk a tough game right now, I hope I fo- follow through. Right. You know. So I, I, I feel like that question we could also like. That could be a good work in reverse question too. Like yeah. a thought provoking question. Like you know, like if you think about what could be shocking and appalling, and like the next fifty years pave a way to not do that. You yeah, know what I'm yeah, trying yeah. to say hundred you know? percent. So, and so I, that you can. I think like you said, re- you can write, write your own path and all yeah. that kind of stuff. So. I, I think, I think low hanging fruit, just cause it's a sensitive topic right now is Bitcoin. <laughs> I'm, I'm appalled that I sold all my Bitcoins. Uh, cause I sold, I got into Bitcoin eight, nine years ago, like seven, eight years ago, back when Bitcoins were trading for like one, two, five dollars each. I was paying my bills through that warehouse job. The winter before I paid all my um, bills through selling off my Bitcoins. Now I was making two grand a month with my Bitcoin money, selling coins off at a dollar to five dollars each. So do the math on that. Yeah. I was giving away, selling off in this uh, exchange about, you know, 200, 300 coins a, a, a month. We did the math just the other day, like a week ago, because it hit like $40,000 in Bitcoin. Who knows? At the time of this podcast, no, it's at 100000 Yeah. <laughs> or maybe it's at 5000 because it's, it's that kind of stuff. But um, it was, uh, we added, we did the math. It was like $20 million that if I oh. would have kept all my coins, right? Yeah. In today's money. It would be easily twenty million. I mean, easily twenty million, that's, like upwards of north of like sixty million. That's definitely shocking and appalling. That's shocking and appalling. <laughs> okay, let's go. But here's the deal. Here's the caveat. Here's the fun thing I'll say, is that I sold my coins um, to pay my living expenses, but then also I put a you know several thousand dollar deposit down on Liz's engagement ring. 
And so I literally sold like my prized assets, if you will. I didn't know back then mm-hmm. to buy this engagement ring to, to propose to my girlfriend. And so nice. I always tell Liz, I'm like, you're still my best investment ever. I love you. The whole deal, right? And she's like, that's the sweetest thing I've ever heard you say. I said, but just so you know, like they're worth $20 million. So <laughs> I said, we're about you know, short. Yeah. I said, we got to get, get the work. Yeah. And so we laughed and she's like, well, we'll figure it out together. Like, you know, like it's always like the, if you have a woman behind you, like you'll make all the money you want. Yeah. So I'm hoping we cross that 20 million mark. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's a good one. You got any ones really quick on that one? The shocked or appalled by any for you? No, it's not for me. It's for you. Oh, okay. Oh, that's a cop. Oh my God. Well, we're going to uh, shoot a follow-up podcast and uh, yeah. we'll ask the same question. Yeah, there you Naylor. go. Well, I mean, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll give you your, you know, cause we've got the second edition here. I'll, I'll oh. let you use the second edition when we're at the uh, hype house in Florida. There you go. And you can shoot we'll, out. We'll do a take we, two. Yeah. We can start, start a new trend going maybe in Paul's like, what's going on with this pod? Oh, only, I want some questions. Only yeah. if you can shuffle like that in person. You know what I'm saying? Cause I mean, you guys didn't see it. It was like a blur. I've never seen somebody shuffle that fast in my it's, life. It, it, you know, it takes practice for sure i'm impressed and, and these are crispy cards brand new so, you know wow yeah. how do you do it all yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> well thanks all for right. having me on the show yeah well thank you for for letting me come up here so that you can be on the show yeah. i mean obviously i could have called you up but i really like the whole one-on-one person you know when sure. we can do it live yeah i just think there's a different energy there that that, that i i want to take advantage of whenever i can and um what so what what, what do you got going on where can we find you have obviously brian's law maintenance on youtube but fullerton yeah. party of two is your other youtube channel yeah correct? yeah yeah fullerton party of two um it's like our family channel but we're going to document the building of the home um i do a fun segment now called tesla tuesdays uh where i just talk about my tesla because it's a fun thing for me right <laughs> um but uh you know we're going to be talking about um family life baby life you know all that's coming for sure and we're, we're really excited about that um but yeah brian's law maintenance on youtube um you get the fullerton unfiltered podcast fullerton unfiltered podcast and then um uh, brian's law maintenance on instagram but if you guys ever need anything or want to say hey or give any feedback or tell me to stop sm- smacking my lips you know, be like, Hey, stop it. You know, uh, shoot me a DM, shoot me an email. I'm, I, I get, I try to get back to everybody like same day, next day. So, but, uh, yeah, thanks for listening to me and, uh, go, go, go chase, chase, your guys' dreams, man. I just wish if I could just summon a lot, man, like what, what are the odds, you know, like what are the odds that I was going to be the guy that would succeed? And I've really, I mean, that story from the warehouse, it is a real story. I got photos back and I cannot wait to go back in there, kick the door open and be like, listen, you losers you know drive up there with my tesla or something like that but again you know i'm, I'm just a butthead like that so. <laughs> well we appreciate you brian for sure this community would not be the same without you so keep doing you and uh i look forward to continue following your journey and hopefully continuing to be a part of it in some way sure absolutely thanks right, for having man. me let's go have some dinner all right Hey guys, before you head out, if you could do me a quick favor and go on the podcasting app that you're listening to this episode on and click follow or subscribe, it would mean a lot. Thanks. Mr. Producer here, and if you're enjoying Naylor's podcast, I recommend you head on over to his YouTube channel at LCR and see what else he's doing for the community and become a part of the LCR Media Network. Just click join next to the subscribe button and you'll have instant access to exclusive training videos, a private Facebook group to network with other members, and live streams with Naylor. You'll get access to every YouTube video before anybody else does, and you can even schedule Zoom one-on-one video calls with the Lawn Care Rookie and talk about anything you may need help with in your business, like best types of equipment, going part-time to full-time, how to get the best route density, finding your ideal clients, finding employees, or just anything else you need help with. 
Again, all of this exclusive access is for LCR Media Network members only. Just click join next to the subscribe button on the LCR YouTube channel and be a rookie for life. This has been an LCR Media and Mr. Producer production.